Hello, this is AJ Bingham, CEO and founder of Bingham Group. I'm here today with Andy Cates, a BG advisor focusing on ethics law. We're going to be talking today um, about the recent city council uh, passage of the anti-lobbying ordinance. And um, take it away, Andy. Uh, yeah, uh, my name is Andy Cates. I, uh, as, as AJ mentioned, I am an ethics attorney. Um, I wrote a book uh, called The Texas Ethics Law is Annotated. Um, it is a campaign finance and lobby law uh, legal annotation, uh, legal guide. Um, uh, very helpful for, for lawyers and, and anybody who is useful in the, in the campaign finance space. Uh, currently, I work as the general counsel and director of government affairs for the Texas Nurses Association, and I have advised clients uh, for a number of years uh, for matters in front of the Texas Ethics Commission and the Austin Ethics Review Commission. All right, Andy, so just to, as an overview, what is it really, I mean, anti-lobbying anti ordinance is, is that the, you know, kind of the, the best term for this? What, what's really happening with this ordinance? Yeah, I mean, there, there are a couple of different things that happen uh, along with this. There's, uh, in the city ordinances, in the city charter, there's, there's a number of uh, lobbying provisions, uh, things that, that specifically relate to lobbying in, in the city code. Uh, but there is one in particular that, that we're going to talk about today uh, that is specific to anti-lobbying. It is, it is called the ALO, the Anti-Lobbying Ordinance, um, and it's one that specifically impacts uh, the city waste contracts um, and specifically um, a, kind of a long-standing fight between Austin Resource Recovery, the city's uh, garbage collection, and TDS, Texas Disposal Systems, um, who's had a long-term, 30 years or more, contract with the city. So back in October of this year, um, th there, was a, there was an article out and there was an, a, a number of uh, fights that happened uh, between the city and Texas Disposal Systems, um, basically saying that there's a, the, the anti-lobbying ordinance essentially says that uh, when you go in and you contract with the city uh, on you know, whatever contract, uh, uh, for, the, for instance on this one, it's the, the disposal, uh, garbage disposal, um, you, you go into a no contact period. And so while there are uh, contracts being up for bid and, and uh, the, you, you, you put in a bid for it, um, you're now in a basically a blackout period, a moratorium from speaking with anybody on city staff. And city staff is prohibited from speaking with you to try and take away any kind of um, appearance of impropriety between, you know, uh, favoritism in terms of uh, talking to anybody in the bidding process. So uh, back in October of this year, the Disposal Systems Group, um, they argued that the no contact, no bid process that's, that's in place currently prevents uh, city contractors from discussing potential bids on other contracts with city employees and officials. Being other contracts outside of being a waste contracts of any kind of contract. Yeah, yeah, any kind of contracts at, at all. Um, and, and so they basically said that, um, for instance, TDS had a contract with the city at the time, and they said that um, you know, there are a number of different waste contracts with the city, not just the one that they have. They do all kinds of, I mean, there's like 30 different ones that they do, I think. Um, and they wanted to communicate with city staff and 
um, and, 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 you know, talk to them about these other contracts and try to bid on those as well. Um, but because there is this blackout period in this, in this anti-lobbying ordinance in place, uh, they were unable to do so, um, or at least there was the appearance that they were unable to do so. That come from them being overly cautious, or is that, or out of prudence rather, or was that something from city staff there that they felt they were receiving? I think a little of both. Um, I think that the city staff, uh, as it is want to do, is is um, very cautious, um, especially when it comes to lobbying. Um, my understanding, I haven't uh, seen this firsthand myself, but uh, my understanding is that. Uh, while, for instance, lobbyists are able um, under the law and allowed to uh, pay for meals, pay for lunches, coffees, you know, that sort of thing under the lobbying statute generally for city staff, as long as you report it, as far as I understand it, uh, none of the city staff will let anybody pay for anything for them. There's just, the appearance of um, being lobbied is, um, is uh, you know, Persona non grata kind of yeah. kind of thing in and the that, city. Yeah, you know, Andy, that's interesting too. Just uh, we both started a career at the state level, and, uh, and you know, on the staff side, and then now on well, on the lobby side too. And just the uh, this is for another show, but just talking about the that the, the kind of the delineation between being lobby at the state level and kind of the appearance of that, where it's just oh, it's that's, night that's and day. The business. Yeah, it's that's night and day. Do. Yeah, and uh, at city hall, which it's still the business. Um, but yeah, there's there's a layer on top of that. It, it's so. yeah, it's I mean it's a totally different animal. I mean you know like you said we both come from the state level, um, and it is it's totally different up there, um, mm-hmm. and it's even totally different in, in DC. You know? oh, yeah. um, but it it goes to another level here in Austin. Um, I mean the thing is you know TDS said uh, basically you're impeding our right to be able to. Uh, bid on any of these contracts because you're prohibiting us from talking to anybody at the city and so that is an unconstitutionally vague infringement of our first amendment rights as a corporation to bid on these contracts Um, and that basically they said uh, you know a little less than a year ago now that until the city changes the rules TDS was lobbying the city to put a moratorium on all waste contracts essentially freezing the market for all the competitors out there um, at the time, you know, I wrote a, uh, a pretty, uh, I don't know about scathing, but tough uh, take on that, uh, basically saying they want their cake and they want to eat it too. And that will be, just an aside, we'll put that in the episode notes. <laughs> nice, thanks. <laughs> um, you know, they, said, they, they basically said, you know, well, we want the opportunity to, uh, we, we have some of the biggest contracts with the city to take care of uh, waste disposal, but we want to do others too. And so until you tell us that we're able to, we're going to say that you should freeze everybody else out and not do any contracts with anybody until we can be involved. Um, and so it was just a, it was a very um, contentious issue for sure. Um, and so they said that, uh, you know, the, this vague language that says that you can't get involved, uh, you can't, you know, lobby, you can't talk to anybody at the city, um, could say, you know, if, if, you, if you have any regular communications between the disposal systems groups and city employees, even regarding its existing business with the city, could be viewed as illegal lobbying. Um, I think that is, uh, you know, and, and again, this might be a topic for another day. We've talked, you know, AJ, you and I go around and teach 
all kinds of different firms around the city about the new the new overall lobbying code within the city but um, you know especially as we've been going around and doing it and we kind of get familiar with it it's pretty clear that regular administrative communications with the city staff is not lobbying you know i mean that that's been pretty clear in in our layout of this and so there's a whole lot of um uh i think um i don't know puffing up in this in this and, and trying to say that this is more than it is um to try and make sure that they hold on to uh, the market share that they have with the city. Yeah, so it's coming more from the private sector or from from the uh, the incumbent contract holder TVS than the city. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, unfortunately, um, or you know, whatever. But, but at at the time, uh, this was 2016, 2017. Uh, city council basically, I hate to say, caved, but they caved. Um, and they voted to temporarily exempt waste contracts from the anti-lobbying ordinance until they could figure out some sort of changes to try and fix this whole system, uh, fix being in air quotes. So, so just to be clear on yeah. that, that from your understanding, those being exempted, lobbying, around, lobbying as, being, you know, as, as codified now around those things was kind of an open, open, open field? Yeah, I mean, they, 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 I mean, I don't know if it was, it was intentional or if it was just kind of a product of, you know, this is something that we've been fighting about, so we're not going to mess with it for a little while. But I mean, they've pretty well um, put a lot of this stuff on hold Mm -hmm. until they can figure this out. And then they passed the, the, the overall lobbying ordinance and it still wasn't fixed in TDS's eyes. And so then they come back and they do another fix and... Um, clearly, and I'll get to it in a second, TDS still doesn't think it's fixed. Um, but, I mean, yeah, they, 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 they've, in my estimation, and I don't have any contacts at the city. I'm not talking to anybody at the city. I'm, you know, I'm not talking to anybody at TDS either. But in my estimation from, from how this has gone, um, it sure seems like, at least how it's been portrayed in the media, that uh, the city has pretty well bent over backwards to try and accommodate um, what TDS is is wanting here um, and to try to make them happy uh, but I'll say on the city's defense just you know, this was a you know quieter period in Austin's uh, you know uh, civic history right at the beginning of one thing but we have layered and top layered with this you know code next is going on and then oh, yeah. all the other issues that you know popped up in the last six months when this was going on, um, bike share, scooter share, the MLS issue, which yeah. is we'll see what happens on Thursday, this Thursday. Um, Even the border stuff. Yeah, all these things, right? And so you keep in mind, unlike the Capitol, we have all you know, we have 150 reps, 30 senate, 31 senators, um, exec staff, and they also they can have full full staffs at the Capitol in their districts. Um, we're doing dealing with the council that a council in one committee that hears every, I mean, there are breakout committees, right? But this council pretty much has a final say in everything. So you're getting all these issues that are taken, you know, pull this out. This is a very important TDS, but they're also have to hear about zoning cases and yeah. everything else. And so it is, I, I, would, I would come to the fence because I've, I've been at council in you know, the last several years and yeah. seen how they operate. And it's a, you know, God bless them because it, it's, I mean, you know, you know, at the state, right, you can go to committee, 
and then you have to, you have you know subcommittees and then committees mm-hmm. and then they go to the floor and they, then they go across the Senate or the House mm-hmm. and back and forth again to get to a final resolution. This, you know, you're hearing it's like the like a a fire hose trying to figure out a fire hose. Yeah, all these issues. Well, I mean, you know, it's the that's the the good and the bad about local government. I guess you know, I mean, uh, people are always a lot feel a lot more emboldened to uh to, to jump in and make their voice heard at the local level because it affects them directly mm-hmm. you know i mean at the federal level it is what it is you get on facebook and you talk your trash and that's that you know but um you feel pretty emboldened when it's you know your street it's your trash being collected you know mm-hmm. um uh and so they i i hear you yeah i mean i i i think i agree that you know they have a lot to deal with and um this is, you know, uh, relatively speaking, a pretty big issue. It's a big contract, you know, and, and, and if they make their biggest waste disposal uh, uh, contractor mad enough, they might just leave. And I don't know that they've got enough resources to handle the entirety of it all on their own within Austin Resource Recovery. So, yeah. I mean, I get it, um, but I... I I and, I and I think as, as far as I've, I've read and elsewhere, a lot of others, uh, I think, feel that TDS is kind of using a bully pulpit uh, to, to try and uh, take a little bit more of a market share on all these on all these contracts that are available out there and, and trying to bully the city into saying, OK, well, we'll freeze everything until we can make you happy so that you can come in and compete on these other contracts that you know other people might be able to fulfill but you want to take the whole market yeah you know i it's 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 a, it's a tough one all right so last week um there was a um and i'll do air quotes again on a temporary solution um came out that council um voted and they voted a couple of changes into the anti-lobbying ordinance to try and uh, address a couple of these issues that came up. And uh, the biggest, so there are really two big changes that they're gonna, that they're gonna make here. Um, one is that it set up an appeals process for uh, anybody that was found in violation of the anti-lobbying ordinance. So previously, uh, city staff, if, you know, city staff, and just you know for all um, you know conflict resolution stuff here uh, I'm, I'm on a commission myself um, I'm on the downtown community court uh, advisory commission myself so I get the emails from city staff saying uh, you know we've got this contract coming up for bid right now these people are uh, pretty much off limits. You know, you can't talk to them. You can't, you know, don't don't talk to them if they talk to you. Don't engage, uh, anything like that. And so uh, previously, you know, if you were found in violation of that ordinance, uh, the person hearing uh, the appeal, so you could, so they would say, uh, you know, I'm city staff, I'm a city commissioner, and this person contacted me during the no contact period, um, and you would, you know, let somebody on city staff know. Well, and then they would find that company in violation. If you appealed that violation, 
the appeal would go right back to the same staffer that ended up accusing you in the first place. And, you know, there, there, there's no, that's not really an appeal. That's just, you know, accusing the accuser, basically. Um, and so the city council decided, you know, th this, this needs to be a real appeals process. We need to have uh, a, an actual appeals process that takes it out of the city uh, staff and the, and the person, the accuser's uh, hands. And so they create an appeals process within a subcommittee of the Ethics Review Commission. So that is uh, uh, one small way in which they are trying to address this issue of uh, the no contact, no bid. The other one, though, is is kind of the bigger one, where and it addresses more of, of TDS's main complaint, um, which is having the no contact, no bid rule at all, um, and that companies are being punished for illegal contact with the city, even though the contact was actually initiated by city staff themselves. I think everybody basically said that that's not something that is fair to anybody, really. You know, I mean, uh, uh, that if the city and the city staff themselves initiate contact with somebody, that they shouldn't then get in trouble for having that communication with the city staff. If you get contacted by city, then, you know, you, you basically want to respond because it's in your best interest to respond. If you, if you ignore the city when you are, you know, you have, a, you have an existing contract with them and you ignore them when they call you, I mean, that's not going to bode well for you either, so... Yeah, and that kind of... Isn't that... I mean, that's being overly... I mean, that's almost being... I don't know if that kind of grows in the ground of... this kind of overly prudent or ludicrous. I mean, in my mind, we talk about this for a lot of presentations. When you're being reached out to by a city official, they're reaching out to you. Yeah. You're responding to them isn't lobbying. It's when you're reaching out to them about, you know, policy matter, but they're initiating... That's yeah, not, and that's just do that's a due course of business, right? Yeah, right. Especially when it's when, when when they're reaching out for questions or clarification, and especially on a uh, an existing contract. It's mm -hmm. like, well, yeah, you have to have that contact with the city. I mean, you basically wouldn't be fulfilling the terms of your contract if you ignored them uh, just because there was something else going on that created a no bid, no contact time. I mean that doesn't stop all business in the city, so um, so so that was that was kind of a um, that was one of those no brainers I think that everybody was like, well yeah okay this is ridiculous we need to get rid of this. So um, the that provision of of the no contact when city staff contacts you is no longer going to be enforced against companies uh, who contract with the city at all. Um, so when city staff contacts you, you can absolutely. Um, you know, without retribution, without any kind of issue, uh, you can you can talk to them when they reach out to you first. Okay. So those are the two fixes um, that, that that came out of council. The thing is, TDS has already complained that this fix does you know it does very little to actually change the underlying problems with the code. I mean, I think they're probably right. It doesn't do much. Um, it kind of picks around the edges. Really, it doesn't really go into the to the meat of the anti-lobbying ordinance, um, but you know, they're also kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth when it's like, well, we really need to fix this, but you should also not do anything until we have a chance to compete. Mm -hmm. and it's like, well, I mean, you know, they they do say that that you know that the city has a conflict of interest uh, because the city owns Austin Resource Recovery. Um, and TDS sees that as a potential, um, if not real, 
threat as a competitor. Uh, but I think that anybody um, realistically um, would see that. I mean, the, the city city can't take all of it on by themselves and just take it all in house. No. Uh, it's just it's too big. Um, and so, you know, the, the appeals process uh, was adopted on Friday. Uh, it is already being framed as a temporary measure. Uh, the staff is hoping to propose a comprehensive procurement policy that will be presented to the council in the fall uh, with a more permanent appeals process than maybe just the you know, subcommittee of the Ethics Review Commission. Uh, but, you know, as of now, at least the only, the only takeaways that we really have of it is that uh, there's going to be an appeals process uh, for any kind of issues that come up. Uh, that's better than what we have currently, and then uh, the the staff initiated contact is no longer going to be an issue with anybody. Okay. Yeah. So in closing, you know we've got a temporary fix for now. Uh, it covers a couple of things, but nothing really too in depth in terms of the anti lobbying ordinance and contracting. Uh, hopefully, we can see a, a more permanent fix take place this fall. Uh, you know, who knows if, if that's going to get pushed or, you know, how long this is going to take because these types of things take a long time, generally speaking. So uh, at the moment, we're, we're still kind of sitting in a temporary fix and, and we'll, you know, keep tracking it and see where it goes from here. All right, Andy, well, thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can find this and other recordings at www.binghamgp.com backslash podcast. Thank you. And Andy, just a quick plug, what else do you have going on outside of uh, ethics law right now? I've got a handful of things. Uh, inside ethics law, I've got the, uh, the fourth edition of the Texas Ethics Laws Annotated um, coming out probably August, September this year. Um, so that's at texasethicslaws.com. And then I've got a new venture for a software company to help people uh, put on lobby days at the Capitol a little bit easier, a little bit more efficiently. Um, it is called, you know, um, uh, oddly enough, it's called Lobby Days. Keep uh, it simple. Keep it simple. And so we'll have, uh, we'll probably have that out for demo and, and uh, final, um, finally available for customers probably by about September as well. All right. We'll look for that. Thanks. All right, man. Thank you again for your time. Yeah, I appreciate it.